Welcome back to Conservative Conversations. I'm your host, Reed. And I'm Frank. Today we have a special guest with us. I'm Dustin. And we'll be talking to him. And we will also be talking about Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden's disastrous press conference. So let's get into it. Before we get started, listeners, I want to remind you to please subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube. We would greatly appreciate it. And today we have a special episode. We'll be talking to a friend of ours, Dustin, who will be giving us his perspective on some of the current you know, national affairs, if you will, from more of a average person's view or, or somebody who's not as politically engaged as we are or as our listeners may be. But first, we will start with a couple news topics that have been going around since we last recorded. And I think we'll start with Frank. He's going to talk about Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin, right? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the thing I've heard the most about. You know, a lot of people are reacting to it. I had some friends text me you know, asking if I had watched the interview, if mm-hmm. I was going to watch the interview. Um, and I did. I did watch it. It was very long. I was oh, shocked yeah. when I first looked it up and saw that it was like almost two and a half hours long. Right. I'm like, this is the interview that everybody's talking about? <laughs> I just can't imagine that everybody sat around and watched the full uh-huh. two and a half hour interview. I didn't. I doubt that that's very likely. But I did sit through it. And I ended up talking to my friend afterwards, sort of having like a reactionary discussion. And the thing that didn't really impress me is I've looked up Vladimir Putin before. And, you know, he's done interviews with the American media plenty. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like something that just happened. He's talked to the American media plenty of times before. Right. He's been on the national stage for a long time, oh, basically yeah. his whole life in a manner of speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I listened to that thing and I thought it was kind of a snore fest. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I really did. And I think there were some things like, you know, Tucker brought sort of a fresh perspective in a in a way you know Mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't sit there and ask the same old questions sure that the american media usually does but beyond that i thought it was very blasé and you know putin used his time to say a lot of the same things that he has said before right so i didn't think he had come very far there was nothing very novel about the interview Mm -hmm. i didn't think i think it's more of an issue of like timing and like what's going on in the world right now for this American reporter who's sort of like the black sheep of, you know, the American media to go over and sit with Putin at a time like this and Mm -hmm. get his perspective. But otherwise I don't really understand, you know, what the hype is in a, a yeah, I don't, I don't really either. Like I said a moment ago, I didn't watch the whole thing. I think, might have made it an hour long, if that. But I don't quite get what the big hype was either. Everybody seemed so, I guess, hyped up about it before <laughs> it was even going on. Right. Like you not. said, you know, friends had texted you to see if you had watched it. I, somebody asked me if I had watched it or was going to watch it. And I didn't really plan to. My plan was just to watch 
you know, clips and highlights of it. Because we're all trying, they're all trying to get us to get the views. You know, it's all oh, the marketing yeah. and all the right. hype going into it. That, right. Right. When like somebody leaked it, you know, like he's supposed oh. to interview with Putin. Is oh. that true? It's a fake Is that leak. True? They're yeah. always fake leaks. Uh-huh. Right. So, but I don't really see what the huge deal was about it. Like I don't, I don't feel like too much came from it. Like what did we really learn from that interview? Right. I don't really feel like anything. Well, and what I thought was cool was I guess just very shortly afterwards. Tucker was at the World Government Summit, mm-hmm. and he did an interview about the interview right. with Putin. And I didn't catch the guy's name. He's some like Arabic guy or something, some Middle Eastern guy who was interviewing um, Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that it's a twenty-six minute interview, and I thought that it was so much more profound. than the two-hour interview with Putin. Mm -hmm. And it's because um, Tucker Carlson sits there and says, you know, sort of like defends himself, and sort of the moderator or, you know, whoever that gentleman was, the Middle Eastern guy who Mm -hmm. was sitting there with him, um, they both sort of helped to defend Tucker Carlson, you know, because some people have been upset that he went over there and did this interview in the first place. Yeah. Well, they both sort of like defended Tucker Carlson's actions. And he does talk more about like what I was just saying about it being the time, Mm -hmm. you know, to go and sit and try and get this man's opinion, try to see how his mind functions and, um, you know, sort of put him on record. Right. Which I think is a good thing to do because I don't, I mean, um, as it relates to, like, you know, since the war in Ukraine, I don't know too many huge media members who have tried to sit down and talk to Vladimir Putin to get his side of what the situation is. Well, I think they like to react, I mean, pretend, not react, but... And, you know, we've talked about this before, but America, at one point not so long ago had a, a sort of fascination with Russia. Mm-hmm. But then when the Trump thing came around and they had that Trump-Russia collusion, mm-hmm. all of a sudden Russia was this place that we didn't talk about anymore. Right. And they're the bad guys, the boogie guys. And we we were never friends with them. We right. never went over there and gave them loving... The reset button. Right. We never tried... Exactly. Exactly my point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... They had done all of those things. You know, when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, Mm -hmm. like you were just alluding to, they went over, they tried to reset negotiations with Russia. Mm -hmm. Under Obama, there was a lot of that. You know, he did a lot on the world stage, Obama did. And the idea that America-Russia relations just soured overnight or Mm -hmm. just got good overnight or don't have a long established history is kind of funny to me. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know, but the last bit of it came out. The last thing that I saw anyway was Tucker was in a like a Russian grocery store. Yeah. And he said he just bought like a week's worth of grocery items or whatever. And he was trying to do like a comparison to like what the prices are over there to like mm-hmm. what they are here 
to do sort of like a piece on inflation or a comment on, you know, how... Right. And sort of his comment, I believe, was that, like, they're, they're more rural and they're not as politically in, involved and stuff like that. So they're not as, I guess... I guess they're a little more immune to the political, you know, ramifications that come from because they don't get to pick their president. Though, I guess so. Right? I I don't know, but <laughs> like they don't have a choice and they just feel controlled. Just maybe. <laughs> yeah, I saw some of those clips of him going to the grocery store and going to the train station. Talk about how nice they were. Uh, which is, which is all right. I mean, I I don't know uh, too many big cities in a dictatorship country that aren't going to look nice, right? Because because they wanted to, look yeah, nice. they wanted to look nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing going on here, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I also think it's interesting. I think you know we'd be doing a disservice not to mention. That one of the things people were upset with Tucker about was not bringing up, you know, some of the issues at home in Russia. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, the political silencing of opponents and things of that nature, like Nolvani or whatever his name is. And he has subsequently died yeah. since um, he got to sit down with Putin mm-hmm. and do that interview. So I just think that's interesting. It's just topical. You know, I thought I'd just throw that out there, right. but, um, you know, that's interesting. I mean, Tucker d- did a good job of defending himself, I think, sure. but of course hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Tucker is in a way kicking himself that he didn't ask about Novaney. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I'd hope so. Cause that's pretty kind of a, at least it seems to be a big issue. But I also think it's interesting because when he was doing that world government summit, you know, mm-hmm. there were some of these questions and people were asking, you know, how come you didn't follow up right. on these things that people have asked Putin before? And he said, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, you know, Tucker Carlson, but mm-hmm. he said, because they've been asked before. Right. So that was his whole thing. Like he was trying to just let Putin talk. Right. Yeah, I get that. And not really control where the conversation went right but he probably might not have been able to get that interview with certain questions being asked i'm sure, sure i'm sure right. there's things that are off the yeah. table mm-hmm. yeah i want to travel to my country and ask me questions about my life very true Do you right. want to go back to your country very true we're talking about interviewing the former lieutenant of the kgb right <laughs> so, i mean <laughs> i'm sure like kind of what does was hinting that there are some questions that might just be a waste of time to even bother asking. And some questions I'm sure he probably knew he shouldn't ask. But I do think it's interesting because I'm sure he could have asked. They've been asked before. Right. And so I just think it's interesting. You know, when you sit down and you think, well, what am I going to ask this great man? Should I ask him the Nelvaney thing that's been asked a hundred times? No, I'll just leave that alone. And then the guy dies a couple days later. Well, for good, how could you have known? But right it probably would have been interesting to be the last guy to put Putin record put yeah Putin on record mm. about that subject right yeah i thought it was definitely interesting that he went over there and interviewed him i 
I didn't really have a problem with it like some people seem to have. How could he go talk to Putin? He's a puppet for Putin. I don't either, but I have a little bit better understanding of post-World War II relations with Russia than other people do. Yeah. So I didn't mind. I thought it was, you know, he's a journalist, so he's doing his job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's great for him. Yeah. I mean, it's a different thing to... When everybody watched that interview. Yeah, I've heard it's got like huge number of... Uh, well, I mean, I shouldn't say everybody watched it because, you know, I started this by saying I doubt it. Everybody <laughs> sat and watched the two hour. Right. But everybody was curious about it. I'm sure mm -hmm. everybody's seen clips. Everybody's talked about it in some right. manner. Right. Well, one thing that I, I can't remember if this happened before Tucker's interview came out or just after, but Putin had said that he would rather deal with joe biden than donald trump right did you hear about that one yeah yeah i think it was after but right. i at least saw it after anyway right but and that i think a lot of people especially on the conservative side would say that suggests who putin actually likes and who's more f you know favorable i think it just to. shows who the weaker candidate is well yeah that's who yeah, he would too. choose the uh -huh. weaker candidate exactly yeah Right. And that kind of leads me to the next topic. I believe since we last recorded the, uh, I forget the guy's name, the uh, special, special counsel. Yeah, the special counsel guy that who was investigating Joe Biden's mishandling of classified information. They, he reached his conclusion and he decided there aren't going to be any charges because, uh, I don't have the exact phrasing, so I'm just going to have to put it put it in my own way, because he found or decided that a jury would just probably find him not guilty because he's old and gentle and forgetful or stuff like that. He's an old, well-meaning man with memory issues. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> closer to what was actually said. And then that prompted uh, uh, President Biden to come out and give a press conference to defend himself against being old and having memory issues. And it was a lot of people calling it one of the worst press conferences he, somebody could have given. Because it and didn't go well. that says a lot for Joe Biden. Yeah, he, he, he did not make his case very well. He had trouble even giving his own speech or that he tried to come out and give. And when he was, even when he was done... He walks away just to come back for more. Yum. And it made it worse because I think it was when he returned to the podium Yum. after already leaving is when he got the president of Egypt and Mexico confused. Yep. So I definitely don't think it looks good. I've talked to some people who uh, have seen that, some of those clips and uh, definitely think he looks terrible. Uh, and he's old, and he's losing it. We we've been talking about it for for years. years. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. And people are talking about, oh, is he going to take a mental exam or whatever, a cognitive test, and trying to push him on doing that? But we don't need to. The only test you need to do is play back the tapes over the past three years. You can see it. Everybody can see it for themselves. His decline. Yep. 
So uh, I, I when think, I think it's crazy in that clip, mm-hmm. that same part that you're talking about, he had just basically gotten into it with a, a lady in the press. Mm-hmm. Um, she was asking, she said, you know, you have answered this question previously when it's been asked by saying, watch me. Oh, yeah, she yeah. said, but the American people have been watching and they're, you know, concerned. They have concerns about your health and performance. Mm-hmm. And he says, that's your judgment, but that's not what the media thinks. And she is the media. I know. She's that was standing my, there asking the question. That was my thought, too. I mean, she is the press. That's <laughs> not what the media thinks. What do you mean, yeah. sir? I mean... Right? Yeah, they all softball you, but they're even starting to uh-huh. have some issues right? with old Joe Biden. Starting to give him right? some pushback. Because they're asking Kamala Harris if she's ready to take over. And, of course, she says, yes, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, that's one of the real issues, though, isn't right? it? I mean, who would they put up? Mm-hmm. I just the only name I can come up with is Gaz- Gavin Newsom, right? And otherwise, uh, who who's their guy? Who's their candidate that's going to win? Could have been Pete. Uh, Pete. I don't know. Buttigieg. Buttigieg? Yeah. I don't know. Look at I his don't face. Think so. He's so <laughs> he's handsome, done such a poor charismatic. job. Charismatic. Yeah, right. it's about how you can put. He's uh, done a terrible <laughs> job as the transportation secretary. <laughs> yeah, look at all the. He does not tracks. need a promotion, right? Yeah, in my opinion and in many other people's opinion, that press conference was, if it wasn't the nail in the coffin for his campaign, it's it's one nail and there's probably going to be some more. Because it's it's not looking good for him. Well, and can I just bring up the fact, because I am who I am. Sure. Give you the Popeye routine there. (laughs) This ruling from the special counsel Mm -hmm. is... Crapola. Yeah. Do you remember what it... Is there something it reminds you of maybe in history that's happened before? James Comey? The James Comey thing with the email leaks from what's-her-face Clinton. The same thing. He says, yes, evidence of wrongdoing was found. It was found she was keeping things on a Uh private server. She had potentially leaked so many thousands of emails. But... We find that no jury in their right mind would convict. Right. What yeah. was the same thing here? He's right. found to have willingly and knowingly had possession of these mm-hmm. documents in unsecured locations. He falsely testified on X number of, you know, dates mm-hmm. about blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but... Right. A jury would think that he was just a helpless old man, so right. we're not gonna. And he, Joe Biden, wants to have it both ways. He wants to be able to say, "No, I'm not, you know, old and have memory problems," but that's the crux of him getting off on the the charges. Well, and here's one of the other things. <laughs> I never thought of that once. <laughs> that's I know, funny. right? But here's one of the other things too: is what would a jury really be asked? A jury would ask to be cons- to consider what state of mind Biden was in at the time mm-hmm, right? that these crimes were committed. Right. Not now. Mm-hmm. Not some senile old man who's running the country, but back then when he took the documents, right. when he stored them 
in these locations when he did these things. Right. And for me, that would be a no-brainer. We're talking, what, how many years ago? 20 years ago or whatever, 15 years, whatever the time frame yeah, was. Yeah, some of them. He's a younger goes, guy. Goes back to his days in the Senate. Yeah, exactly. He had more of his faculties. That'd be easy to convict. Mm-hmm. How would that be difficult? Right. You're not dealing with the same Joe Biden. Right. Yep. You know, well, I'll make this last point before we try to move on. In regards to Trump's case about his classified documents, at this point, the only thing his defense should be is they didn't do it for these other two people. So what good good reason or, yeah, what good reason would they be able to convict him for it? Well, insurrection. The, the only thing I'm hearing is that he tried to put up a fight and give, not giving them over when they asked. Yeah, that's what they say. Right. But you have to remember, the other thing was the raid on his home mm-hmm. had never happened before. That was yeah. a first in history. So, hmm. I mean, bridges have been crossed yeah. here. Yep. It's, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. It's, yeah. uh, it's not looking good for Biden, Joe Biden, in my my opinion. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But I also think, just to hit it one more time, mm-hmm. I think it doesn't look good for the Democrats. Because who do they have? Right. It's going to be Kamala, you tell me? <laughs> right. I thought I had a question I was about to ask you. Well, I know. I would just ask, what are your political leanings? Like, it seems to me like you lean more to the left, like more liberal, more Democrat. Let's see. I mean, you can, you're free to, like, ask questions of topics that would, like, set the two apart if they're if we're gonna play like a two-sided system sort of thing but like i think that if you want to kill a baby you you can have an abortion right i don't think i think there needs to be stipulations in there like how old like weeks you know how old is it but i'm also not a woman i'm not a person that has to go through any of that stuff so i also like say that's not my necessarily my opinion to have to worry about and push out there on people but if i had to pick yeah let somebody do what they want to do with their body let them smoke crack if they want to smoke crack let them eat peanut butter and jellies and cheese it's and big macs all day let them do it okay so that all sounds kind of libertarian yeah so where do you draw lines then like- let's pick let's play a game let's do it tell me one and let's figure out the line and i'll tell you where i would stand on it well I mean, I would have never picked abortion just out of, unless it came out of a hat and I had blindly picked it. Yeah. But since you led with abortion, I mean, it sounds like you spoke of like that there should be some kind of limits. Yeah. So what would guide that for you? Like what's reasonable? What do you see as reasonable? Why, why do you feel that there should be like what in you makes you think that there should be some kind of like limit set on yeah because like what it's nine months at at, babies can live at like 22 weeks with medical like attention like they say a they say like uh the heartbeat bills like the six weeks or eight weeks but like that is just the beat of the heart that is not a four chamber heart that can come out and 
live and survive out on its own. So I think like six weeks sort of thing, that whole stuff is too early to say the call. There's people who give birth who don't even know like they're pregnant, right? Because they never got, I don't know. Right. That always sounds like a lie to me. Well, I mean, I've heard of that MTV show. Yeah. Yeah. So like seven months, a seven month old baby in the womb, I mean... That'd be that's a hard frick decision to make for the person that's in there. They're kicking in stuff in the belly. That's like a human that's like moving around. So like that seems like too late of a time. But I don't know. Then there's like people who that do get like raped. And then there's people who are in poverty and don't have like the best nutrients, right? So they might not have like an adequate diet that can support a baby. They don't have the government funding maybe to get the accurate things to make a healthy life. I think when those sort of situations come up, it shouldn't be necessarily the government's job to say that maybe the government doesn't have to fund it, you know, like if they're not going to have a say in it, then maybe it doesn't have to be necessarily their problem. I don't know. I, I don't think that far into it, but if I have to give a number, let's say 38 weeks, 38. Yeah. There's only 40 weeks. It's my oh shit. <laughs> it's my lucky number. That's like almost almost time. <laughs> That's 38 weeks. 26. We just got to put a number on it. But I think money plays an issue into it. I think like is this kid going to live like a good life? Like yeah. People can adopt. Ooh. There's that there is that play. Oh, okay. So barring like you no know, rape and incest exceptions which you mentioned yeah do you think personal responsibility ever plays a role yeah you mean like wearing a condom yeah like like i don't know even even if you want to get down to the level of teenagers in high school yeah i don't know anybody who's a teenager in high school and older who doesn't know what happens or what can happen when you're having unprotected sex so if you're the type of person that engages in that type of behavior. At what point do we hold those people responsible for making the choice to engage in that? Activity. Yeah, where they can end up pregnant and then they just say, okay, well, I didn't want that to happen. Let me just get rid of this little human that's growing inside of me. Well, I mean, it's a hard question because. Like you say, you don't know anyone in high school that would that doesn't know the birds. Well, the there okay, are. maybe late high school. Yeah, but like, like seventeen. Sure, you would you would assume that yeah people would know, but especially like our, nowadays, what all the stuff they're teaching kids. It's like in, our first time being humans as well, and like there's such we're eighteen years into the system it is a long time, but also it's like a blip in a eighty year span. And this is like right when our hormones and stuff were all starting to go crazy. Like I didn't sleep around when I was in high school, but I had plenty of friends that all did and I was like envious of that game. I just didn't have the I didn't have what it takes back then at a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. But I was too afraid of of God in that sense, and that's. I always heard the Catholics were the freakiest man. (laughs) Yeah, but like there's a big divide because you got that Catholic guilt and and you think that he's watching over you all the time while you're like masturbating and stuff, and then you got to tell a priest. But anyway, back to what you're saying is just like some people. Yeah, you would think people know. I was too afraid. There's some people that are like not afraid to just try it out. 
So do they be held responsible for their... I don't know. I still say no. I say, like, that's not the point, like, being held responsible because people get scot-free for doing worse things all the time. Well, of course, and we would hope they would be held responsible, too. I think that there's a lot of lives out there, and there can be an infinite... I don't think we're running out of a shortage of people if we were all... I don't know. It just seems like that's not the route I would go is thinking they have to be held responsible for their actions. If they have to be held responsible for their well, actions. Well, I mean, I, I guess putting it that way kind of makes it seem punishing, but I, I wouldn't really look at like it that tra- way. Tra- well, I may, that's just how I internalized it, I suppose, when you brought it up. No, that's uh, okay. I mean, hearing you say it back the, the same way I phrased it is maybe what made me think of that. Mm-hmm basically hear my own words being said back to me i guess my main thing would it would be like you know at a certain point if you know if people understand what happens you know engaging in this, this type of behavior is the actual solution to just let people keep boarding their babies if they want to well, I think there's going to ha- that once again, we're talking about lines, right? So there'd have to be a line on that because you can't have too many abortions. That's going to mess up your system. People well, don't sure. just have like six or seven abortions, but they right. might have, I don't know, three, <laughs> one. Yeah, one. I mean, I'm sure it's very traumatic. I think it's a very traumatic experience. So it's easier to like talk about, but sure, to be, of course. like, I don't know. I've never gotten a girl pregnant, but like. I know a guy who has, I know a few guys who have, right. and they kept their babies. They didn't have abortions. And they well, that's have, another they interesting topic that doesn't get brought up too much. What about the, the man say it's half of their baby also? Well, so I feel like on, that's a, something that still has to be worked out. Cause I don't think we've fully worked that out in our society. And what if the woman wants to keep it? You know, and then the guy doesn't, you right. know, that's the opposite side of that story. Right. Well, that's usually the case. And if you're usually underage, like, is it, if the, if we're talking about, un, not usually, if we're talking about underage scenarios, like, right. is it the parents position too? Does their weight, do they have weight in the situation? You would think they would. So then like, if all right. parents agree, like, we don't want this to like go through and everyone's on board, then like... But it brings up some big questions. I mean, because now if you look at what they've done with medical procedures, you know, like for the transgender people, Mm -hmm. you know, young people can go seek what they call affirming care or whatever. And the counselors, the teachers, the doctors, the nurses, nope, they're not allowed to tell the parents in certain states. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we've practically already gone a bridge too far because if they can do things like that you know be on somebody's insurance have all these crazy medical procedures that the parent would never agree with on their dime Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it literally be against the law for anybody to tell the minor's parent you know i mean like puberty blockers puberty blockers but not like surgery no real surgeries like they don't cut I wasn't all up to date and prepared to talk about that, but I just am saying like, I feel like we've gone so far and the abortion question has, 
helped bleed into that, I think, mm-hmm. you know, by allowing all of this care, mm-hmm. by sort of bending too far that way, by saying, you know, we want to make it accessible to people. We want it to be allowable. We want Planned Parenthood to be near problem areas. And we want, you know, people to turn to this care and, and use it. Right. And I, I don't know. I just think now we're at a place where parents, I mean, we're on a borderline where parents are losing their rights over their children mm-hmm. right. altogether. So, yep, that, that is interesting. But we've certainly come far from the old days where they used to say safe, legal, and rare regarding uh, abortion. And I feel like in general, more people would be willing to agree on those sorts of terms because that's, you know, it seems more reasonable. Obviously, there are people that think, uh, you know, safe, legal, and rare is still too far. And, of course, there probably would be people that would think that's not far enough. But those days are gone because that, that used to be kind of the thing back in, like, the 90s and early 2000s, I think. They would use that slogan. Yeah, yeah when that was the slogan mm-hmm. when, it, when Roe became right. the national standard. We'll move on to another kind of topic to get your perspective on. The administration has been trying to pump up biodynamics, talking about how good the economy has been going. How do you or other people you know feel the economy is? Like, Do you think it's getting better, or do you think it's still been just as bad or have maybe yours what you know people uh some of the few people who think the economy's still been going great so i'd say that i don't talk to people necessarily about the current state of the economy right but i do have to get gas right and uh, i do have to buy eggs and milk (laughs) so Uh like food is more expensive now right so there is that gas still seems relatively the same, even if it was higher before and then drop this three thirty is three thirty to in Ohio, let's just say right, yeah. in Columbus, three thirty for gas is to $3 is like what I've been used to. I feel like for the past six years, seven yeah. years, it was cheap. Like right when COVID was out, right when right. COVID was starting, it was like a dollar 81 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just been relatively high. I think cost of living's high. Mm-hmm. I think changing all four tires is expensive. <laughs> you know, right. I think that I think $40,000 a year now is not the same as $40,000 a year was when we're in the seventies. And I think oh, no. that the minimum wage in the seventies doesn't adequately it's not proportionate to what it should be now based on the fact that 40,000 then isn't the same as 40,000 now. Right. So I would say it's probably not good, but the stock market's great. My 401k is looking (laughs) good. I'm finally at this point in time after the crypto crash, I've now gotten back to like a baseline. So like there's a baseline metric in there somewhere. Well, that's interesting. I feel like, yeah, the, like you're talking about with the prices of, you know, goods and services is what most people really notice about the economy. And I got more. I'm sorry. Cause I do work at a t-shirt place. Right. So like we have to import mm-hmm. clothing and stuff all right? the time. Has, uh, has that gone up? 
uh, it's not necessarily that it's gone up, but like it's the duration for shipments arriving has been delayed. Oh, like supply know. chain. Yeah, related. supply chain. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, that kind. Of, what do you know where it comes from? Not necessarily. I'm not in charge of all the ordering, but it would just like a lot of times. So we don't have any like cotton mills in right. America, so right. all that stuff has to get made overseas. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to get something shipped from Florida from a manufacturer, they have to get it overseas at one point, or they ship it over there gotcha. and it gets created and shipped back. I gotcha. So like sometimes like some types of clothing are just out for mm-hmm. months and we when people ask for it we just say we don't know when they're necessarily coming back right it's interesting that you mentioned that because i haven't really heard too much talk about supply chain issues i mean i know in some sectors they still exist but they've been going on for quite a while mm-hmm. um yeah. so it's interesting that you know a more direct antidote did I say it right? I always have trouble anecdote. with that. Anecdote. Anecdote. I guess it kind of backs, backs that up. What is the current state of the economy in mm. sense? In this sense, that's my. That's what I've got to put down, but what did you guys got? But I think, you know, I, always, I try to avoid saying always when, mm-hmm. when I don't mean always, but, you know, people like to vote with their, their wallets. And, that you know, it goes back to... Bill Clinton, it's the economy, stupid. I feel like that's has been true and is usually true and probably will still be true for this election cycle. Well, it certainly will. I mean, and people are still feeling it, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's why you had Biden right. do his little commercial in the middle of the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, the shrinkflation. shrinkflation huh. Because you have to find a scapegoat. It's the companies. It's right. the evil companies that are causing inflation. Right. It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with government monetary policy right no 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 no. it's the doritos company <laughs> you know frito lays is taking five you. chips out of your bag and charging <laughs> the same price i mean that's just how silly it all is though is you have the man who supposedly is leading our country coming mm. and blaming all the problems on doritos and pepsis right. and oreo cookies that's right. that's who's really screwing everything up mm. in america the companies are right mm-hmm well they are at some point because why are they the only companies on the shelves i'm just saying all we can get are frito-lays chips and it's like extremely hard for local chip companies to even be a thing like there's i'm an independent artist i work three jobs like there's not like there's not that american dream of like owning like a business and like making a living on it is like harder and harder to where if you want to do something like that you got to work for frito lay you got to work for somebody else instead of being able to do it from yourself from the ground up like i right. think that's a statement on the economy then if that's not like really a feasible option unless you have like family that has right. wealth that can right. be your private yeah. bank innovation in entrepreneurship is part part of the many pieces of the engine that drives the economy well and it's one of the backwards things that we've seen go on in america mm-hmm. for some reason all these companies keep buying each other right. out and just becoming one big conglomerate mm-hmm. instead of having all these little companies and so now i think a couple years ago when we were in college when that movie food inc came out there were only like f- four or eight companies 
that owned the entire meatpacking industry. Mm. And it's probably changed by now. It's probably down to three right. manufacturers. So, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a problem, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to address that. That's a huge implement. I mean, yeah, yeah we're talking about, you're talking about like meat, right? So mm-hmm. the one way to do that would be to like not have to rely on big companies like that anymore. Right. And that only right. starts and with And we're us. starting to see that because I mean, I see ads right. and hear ads all the time for these, you know, special meat companies like what is it? Good Rancher is not a sponsor, but they're an example of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that people are at least trying to, you know, make other options besides these big, you know, big companies. Pretty much anyone is allowed to have chickens as well. And I know back in 2016, 2018, I had chickens, so I mm-hmm. didn't have to buy eggs from the store. When right, eggs right. were like, I mean, eggs are like five, six, seven bucks now. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, just, you know, there's things that we can grow our own gardens. Mm-hmm. We right. can not rely on Absolutely. factory farming yeah. and the economy so right. much to tell us what we have to pay for. Right. Well, Dustin, do you have any last comments, any things that you've seen in the news? Maybe you want to pick our brains on or any kind I won't, of... I want to pick... I'll think of other things, but I have one okay. thing I want to pick Reed's brain on, okay. and that was the Ben Shapiro rap. Did you oh, like it? Yeah, facts thoughts? of Tom McDonald. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was okay. I mean it's I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's it's Ben Shapiro, so I don't know what pe- what you would expect from him doing a rap song. But what do you think he thinks? Do you think he thinks that it's dope or do you think he thinks this is cute and funny and I'm helping my friend out? Um, and I'm getting a lot of money for for doing this. I haven't seen it. I'm saying both. <laughs> I think it's both. He, I feel like if I, I I obviously don't know, but if I had to guess, Tom McDonald probably came to Ben Shapiro with the idea. Oh yeah, I mean, or a collab, but yeah. Right, but I think yeah. In part, it's kind of trollery, and also in part trollery. Yeah, yeah, like he's trolling. I think um, too. And I don't know. I mean. I guess that's mostly, I mean, I think he probably sort of did it for fun. Like I said, I, if I had to guess, Tom McDonald probably asked him if he would, if he wanted to do something together. And, you know, Ben's, one of Ben's memes, I guess you can call it a meme, or one of the things that he's sort of internet famous for is him reading rap lyrics from mm. other rappers, most famously or notably WAP. True. Um, I forgot about that, but yeah. So yeah, in, in a way, I think it's kind of a joke, but I also think he's it helps Tom McDonald. Have you how how many songs from Tom McDonald have you ever have you heard? Uh, like three. Yeah, uh, I, know, I haven't listened. I know his premise. I know. Right. Yeah. 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 So I mean, and my other part of it would be that I just kind of think it helps with Ben's name recognition, maybe to get Tom McDonald's more followers that to hear his type of rap music because like they say in the song tom mcdonald says in the pre-chorus i mean i'm gonna have to kind of paraphrase it well the main lines i i know he says we won't turn your sons into thugs and your daughters into hoes which you know is a lot of <laughs> the theming and content of popular rap music that you hear on your radio 
is like you know the gangster rap and always talking about money, always talking about women, always talking about cars, doing drugs, all this stuff. And Tom McDonald is trying to put out a different image of rap music. So then let's do this then. So like in the at the end of this year, what's it gonna be? Like who's gonna be taking the throne? And is it gonna be old man versus old man running up? I mean, we got plenty of time. There's like seven, eight months until we. Vote. Yeah, that's one thing I always say. There's people could die. People things can change to, between people now can and go then. to jail. Uh-huh. That's a thing. Um. Well, I. Think, I doubt it, but it's a thing. I think Donald Trump's probably gonna win. I think he's gonna take the cake. Yeah. Because I said in our. Is he gonna be? Is he gonna be able to be voted for in every state? Well, per the Supreme Court, yeah. Is that? Yeah, we'll definitely find out soon on that case, uh, the Colorado okay. one. Um. Yeah, but uh, I, mean, I didn't mean to suggest that it's already been ruled on. Right. But I think it will be ruled that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I've mentioned before on our on the show in the past couple episodes that you know, in my view, we're sort of going through a historical moment, uh, kind of like a change in the society, and there's only been uh, one other time. History was made by a president serving two separate non, terms. Non-consecutive. Yeah, yeah, non-consecutive terms, Grover Cleveland. And I feel like history is going to be made again. Donald Trump's going to be the second president to serve non-consecutive terms. He'll be the 45th and the 47th president. And then is that going to unite us or separate us further? Hopefully unite, but I think it'll take time. It won't just be overnight. What are the main things we have to do to unite Hmm. under something so polarizing? Okay. so Good question. Well, I know how I foresee that. I've talked about it before, but I think when Trump went into office and the economy really boomed, a lot of people said that those were holdover effects from the eight years of Obama. Okay. Well, maybe that was fair. I'm no economist. I'm not... I don't think it was fair, but anyway, Biden gets in there and the economy has been not so great. Mm -hmm. I think if Trump gets back in there and he can have some time, a year or something, I think you'll start to see everything start to boom again. And hopefully that's something that people can rally around. Like we're talking about people see it at the grocery store. Anytime they whip out their wallet, Mm -hmm. buy gas. Not because other people are getting, uh, screwed over by the man in other parts of the world or what do you mean like for us just to get cheaper things on the shelves cheaper gas like that's a trickle down effect that affects the entire world at that at that point so what what would trump do that would i don't know that's why i'm asking like whether either of these people are president like how are we ever really going to be like united in this sense I kind of feel like what Frank was getting at is, you know, once there's a more positive outlook on the country, you know. Yeah, and people can actually see that Trump, by his policies, you know, that he's enacting as the leader. Right. That are starkly different than Joe Biden's. And once the economy starts to sing again, hopefully people will realize, you know, Trump's really not that bad. And the first time... He did have a good effect on right. the economy. He's having a good effect on the economy now. Groceries are cheaper. Gas is cheaper. 
you know, hopefully people will be able to wake up from some of the negative hype that has been associated with Trump and and they'll be able to see see some of the good that he mm-hmm. has done. There's Brett Bear from Fox News. He does a weekly podcast and in the intro there's several it's like a montage of clips of people saying stuff. And one of the things that I believe it's another Fox News guy, the old guy. What's his name? I guess it doesn't really matter. But he says, and this is a, a clip from when Donald Trump was president the first time. He says something like, he often gets criticized for the stuff he says, but they ignore, I think that's what he says, they ignore what he what he has done as far as his policies go. Um, and I think, you know, hopefully that will be evident again. Maybe though people will actually see that yes this man might not behave the best as far as his personality goes but he's you know running the country well enough that those petty things don't don't matter fair i mean i just want a president that will admit he's wrong when they're wrong when they make a mistake, well, they can apologize. I've yet I mean, to see you're that. You're talking about politicians life. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Think, but we're talking about us at the same time. Like, it's our yeah. lives that get affected by these people sure. controlling us. And even though we are the land of the free and home of the brave, don't get me wrong. America all the way. I'd rather be here than anywhere else. Sure. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people can agree with that. There are plenty of things that need to be fixed around here, but. I think yeah, with all. But the nobody problems. wants to go anywhere else. <laughs> um, but I think we, I think that was quite a good discussion, fellas. I yeah. enjoyed it. It was definitely a long one. Was it? Thank you for having me. But listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, please follow and give it a like on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other popular platforms you can also subscribe to our youtube channel we upload the audio there and you can give us a thumbs up and a like and we thank dustin for coming on and being an extra voice in our conversations it's nice to have somebody else around other than just frank and i here all the time woot woot yep i think it's been a lot of fun today and as always we thank you guys for listening